Hey everyone, this is Monster B, and you're about to listen to Tit Radio from People You Trust. This is Tit. Welcome to Tit Radio, the only show on Hacker Public Radio with super cow powers. This is episode one. Let's meet our roundtable of tits. Hey, Art. Evening, everybody. Hey, Asmuth. He's dead. <laughs> finally got him. Chad. Greetings and salutations. Dan. How you doing? Jay Lindsay. Hello. Klaatu. Hello. Peter64. Get eye on it, only Peter, remember. Oh, I forgot. And then, <laughs> Jay Lindsay, you're J-Man, right? <laughs> sure, you, whatever. <laughs> you guys keep changing your names. Um, Snack Machine B. Hey, guys. 330. Howdy, howdy. Zoke. Hey, guys. And Mrs. Zoke. Hello. Hey, John, names as well. You know, like Zoogmeister or something. If you want to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really not. I'll give you a real good bloody nickname in a second, Zoog. Hey, you're going to get sent to the bin. (laughs) Oh, come on, Peter. I've got to hear it now. (laughs) Nah, I can't. I'll be in the bin again. (laughs) Monster B, can I be referred to as Nad on this show? Did you say Nad? Yeah, Nad. It's my name backwards. Okay, Nad. okay, That's Nad. Lead. All right. It's a pretty good name too. Well, speaking of booby, Ben, we better pick the. Uh, we're going to change the name from the Digital Dragon Slayer to the Sheriff because apparently people didn't like that name. Uh, now, Claw Two, you have the option to opt out if you want to. You want me to take your will, uh, your name off the wheel? Um. Yeah, since I was it last time, take it off. Okay. All right, let me spin the wheel. Ow, that's loud. All right, J-Man. All right. Are you excited? (laughs) He sounds so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. Does he get to wear a gold star? Here, let me put it on. I didn't poke you, did I? No. It's really nicely. All right. Today's topic is Fluxbox. Well, just in case somebody's listening for the first time or doesn't know what Fluxbox is, it's a lightweight window manager for X that was based on Blackbox 0.61.1. And it's built using C++, and it's licensed under the MIT license. I thought it was GPL, didn't you? But it says MIT license. Yeah, I thought I it was GPL, too. Yeah, I assume everything's GPL. I always forget about the other licenses. And I guess X is uh, is licensed under the MIT also. Yeah, it was developed at MIT, X was, as far as I know. 
And what we learned from the last TLTS show is that it was actually done before they had TCPIP kernel uh, uh, kernel support. X was just a little plug for TLTS. Very nice. Yay! I thought you were talking about Fluxbox for a second. I'm like, I don't remember bringing up Fluxbox on the last show. <laughs> is anybody here actually using Fluxbox besides myself, Snack Machine, and Monster V? Yeah, I've got. I've been right using now. it since. Um, David Abbott on Linux Crazy did a really good podcast on it in W Bar, and uh, Dave Yates did one around the same time. So I started using it back then. I just stopped using it. I used it about a month and a half ago. I use it off and on. Well, you use KDE4 now, aren't you, Chad? You're you're all up in that. I I use KDE4 at work, and I'm using OpenBox at home. So what's the big difference between OpenBox and Fluxbox? Like, I know OpenBox sort of got popular with Crunchy or CrunchBang all of a sudden. Yeah, that's what I'm using, CrunchBang. I'll tell you what killed it for me with uh, Fluxbox is I would make a configuration change uh, for my desktop, and when I restarted the machine, it would go away. And I know that that can easily work around, but it killed me. Like, any kind of menu change that I would make, if I restarted the machine, it would go away. I've never heard of that before. What was happening, do you know? Did you figure yeah, out that's why? Strange. We, that doesn't that doesn't normally happen? No. <laughs> no. no. Really? What were you using to make your changes? The the Fluxbox configuration file for the menus on the, uh, you know, when, when you right-click on the desktop, the menus. Did you have some kind of uh, auto-configuration thing going on? Like, I have it? no idea. I was using the uh, Linux Mint uh, Fluxbox. Huh. His home directory was read-only. That's why I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, it would, it would not... It would not stay after a reboot, or would not stay after you did like a restart of Fluxbox or a reconfigure e- of Fluxbox. E- either one. Oh, interesting. But you know what's funny is when it when it first happened to me, I uh, I tweeted slash identified about it, and someone was like, "Yeah, that's the way it is, and you need to do this workaround to make it stick." So I thought that was just normal. So you guys are freaking me out now. Yeah, that's never happened to me. I, I I can figure it how I like it, and it stays like that. So, for instance, like if you want to add Firefox to your right-click menu on the desktop, yeah, you, you can just go that. in and edit the comp file, and when you yeah. restart, that sticks. Correct. Well, but what the just a frag? What the flux box? <laughs> just as a matter of interest, Chad, why, why wouldn't you just assign Firefox to a key combination? Well, that, to me, is the beauty of Fluxbox. You, all your applications that you use most of the time, you, you put in your keys file. Like, in my Arch thing that I've been running now for about four months, I've never bothered to set up the menu because you just don't need it. Well, it's the same way with OpenBox, I guess, so that's why. The thing is, is I was already used to OpenBox, so the, the tiny little things that frustrated me about Fluxbox, I guess, just kicked me back to OpenBox, but apparently they were unheard of. Yeah, I, but I you're must right. admit, I, I went to the trouble initially of setting up the menu, um, and of course you can run that bloody, what, um, Fluxbox generate menu script that automatically does it anyway, but after a while, once you get your key set up proper, you just find yourself never bothering to use a menu anyway. i tell you one thing I did love about Fluxbox was, and, and this sounds so trivial, and you're probably all making 
fun of me of this too, but just the ability to uh, click on a, a, a window and tap it to another window. So my Identica Wibber bar was the same as my uh, Pigeon bar, you know, because I could just take Pigeon and drop it in, and all of a sudden they were tapped windows. Beautiful. Well, I agree with you. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. like that, too. That's one of my favorite features of it, too. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right onto my ex-chat. Oh, <laughs> now I got your face looking at me, Chad. It should stay there. I need to put, I'm going to replace your face, my wife's face with your face on my desktop. <laughs> you're not listening. That is a beautiful thing, though. Every every window manager should have that feature. Is, is uh, KDE coming with that? I thought I heard something. Maybe. As far as I know, you can't do it. Yeah, I didn't yeah is that, that group tasks? Is that what we talked about on Linux Cranks, where you can group tasks? Is that what yeah, they meant, maybe? You can no, group, that, no, this is a little different thing. That's in the thing, task group. manager, yeah. They're talking about yeah. doing it in, in Fluxbox, the windows themselves. This is actually grabbing a window and combining windows. You can't do it in KDE. Oh, yeah. Yet. You yeah, can I understand do it. in Fluxbox, you do it with the middle mouse button. That's what you're talking about. Right, you drag exactly. And drop that's yeah. exactly right. Yep. Uh, you can do it with... Um, and actually, Germ told me about this. You can do it with uh, Compass if you configure it. Uh, so, so it is it is available in other Windows managers, but Fluxbox makes it nice and easy by default. Do you guys know how to? Uh, I've been looking around trying to figure out how to do it. How do I auto group? Like a like, say I start up Firefox and it automatically starts up. You know, like Gpotter, XChat, and a few other things all together. Is there a way to do that? I guess they call it auto grouping. Oh, so you so if you open one application and another application, they're always grouped together. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. It's probably in a config file somewhere. I would imagine that. Yeah, in the old Fluxbox uh, documentation, there's a how-to on how to do it, but it's no longer. You know, they say to refer to the new Fluxbox wiki, and there's there's nothing in there about it, or I can't find it yet. Yeah. Was this under the groups? configuration file? It could be. Because that's been replaced by the apps configuration file, so grouping now occurs under apps. But it is still possible to do it. But you're talking, well... Yes, it is. But you're you're, you're saying when you fire up Firefox, it would fire up a couple other applications too, at the same time and group them all together into tabs? Yes. I I, I don't know. Let me try it. Because I know in the apps you can specify a group that they should all be grouped together when, when. Uh, I, but I, I thought you had to start each one individually. Let me try it out for you. Well, that would be perfect right there, even. You know, if they automatically group together when I start each one, even if I have to start each one by itself. I'm I'm looking at the wiki now, and that might be something you have to start individually. But yeah, according to Fluxbox.org, there's apps file that you do stuff to applications parameters and auto-group things together and all manner of things. Alright, you know what I did? This is what I did monstrably, and this is how it's been working for me. I, uh, in my apps file, I set up that Firefox, whenever I launch it, appears on the second desktop. Now, if you're not familiar with the apps file, there's a specific look at read the wiki, but there's a specific uh, naming format that you have to use, and part of that naming format you get from 
the WM, the window manager underscore class variable for XProp. There's a command on the wiki page for the apps describing it that's, that'll pull that information out for you of whatever window is executed. So, for instance, um, for me to get Firefox to appear on the second workspace, the name for that is Navigator with a capital N. It's not Ice Weasel, it's not Firefox, but it's Navigator with a capital N. Now, every other window that gets started off of that is called x-www-browser. So whenever I click on a link in XChat, it would bring up a new window on Firefox, but it would put it in the same workspace as the XChat was, and I didn't want that. So I created a group under the apps file that grouped um, everybody named x-www-browser and navigator together. So whenever I click on a link in XChat now, it comes up on the same desktop as Navigator. But they're not tabbed together, which the uh, wiki doesn't go into a whole lot of detail as to whether or not it can be tabbed. But it's okay that they're not tabbed together. I mean, that's... I, I would rather it tabbed together myself, but, you know... Oh, really? That's my preference, but... It's, it's hard to say what you can actually do in, in beyond uh, the group. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm going to see if I can get it to tab now. But I do, want. but I do like the way that the new one, or the, I think what is it, version 1.1 now, Fluxbox is at. I do like the way it it uh, tabs things together now on the on the uh, title bar. Do you guys remember before it used to have the little tabs up on top of your window? I think that was like the point nine or point zero nine release. You know, it is yeah, a lot I cleaner now. Couldn't you move them to the side and stuff too? I don't remember because back then I didn't use it that much. I think you could move them like to the side of the window or to the top of the window, yeah, you, wherever you wanted to. Yeah, you can move the tabs pretty much on any side of the window that you wanted to. How does the tabbing? How does the uh, the tabs work on the other side? I've I've never had them anywhere else but on the top. Does that muck with anything? Not. I mean, I really n- never used the tabs. Um. The couple times that I did, I, I mean, it didn't really bother me. It, it didn't do anything with the apps as far as changing anything how it normally would be. No, but I mean, like, when, when you full screen it out, does it still, like, account for the tab on the side? You're a bunch of bloody sheilers need little tabs anyway. What are you? Do it the men's way. What, you don't have any tabs on yours? Hey, that's uncalled for, man. Oh. Monster B, <laughs> put him in the box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't put it with crap around here. Ten minutes, okay. I thought that was this is a positive experience, not one that we're dragging each other down. I'm ashamed of Peter. That was just uncalled for. Then dealt with, Dan. Don't worry. Oh, you know another thing about the apps file to be uh, be aware of, because this threw me at first. If you want stuff to launch on a specific workspace, realize that they number workspaces starting with zero not with one. So even though like workspace one is called workspace one, it's actually workspace zero. Because that had thrown me at first. Am I the only one that removes all the other workspaces? I think so. Yeah. You, you only have one desktop. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you want you to know, make it look like Windows? No, it's because of my uh, ADD. When I stick Windows on other workspaces, I forget about them. I'll have like 15 instances of Firefox running and wonder where all my RAM is. 
See, that's where you need to bring in things like FB Pager, which show you what's on the desktop. Hey, Dan, okay. where did you find that um, apps file? It's it's in .fluxbox. If it's not there, you can just create okay. it. It's APPS. It has a specific... Yeah, I thought you had said you created it. No, uh, I was just looking in... Uh, where's it in? Etsy, right? Uh, no, it's in your home directory. Yeah, in your home yeah, directory under dot, dot .fluxbox. If you don't have a dot .fluxbox, mine had um, F, a setting yeah. for FB run in there to begin with. Well, since you brought up F FB run, I mean, that's a pretty useful little tool. Yeah, you probably have to install that separately, don't you? Uh, it, it, it was included on my Debian install. Yeah, and it came with my Arch install, too. It was already mapped to... It was even mapped in the uh, the FB keys for old F2. Yep. Like it would be in, in GNOME or KDE. Yeah, there is a dot .flux box in the... Uh, um. Yeah, if there's not an apps file in there, you should just you can just create it. But it, it it's a specific syntax that it uses. Yeah, you're right. FB run is part of Fluxbox. My mistake. And, and you should have, uh, if you're running like Ubuntu or Debian, you should have the apps file. Because FB runs in there. What's FB panel? Can someone take a step back and tell me why I should run Fluxbox in the first place? Because all the cool kids are doing it. Other than that? Lightweight, I guess. That's the big common thing. You know what I like about it is because it doesn't really get in your way when you're like when you're just trying to work in like I you know, in your terminal a lot and you just kinda wanna launch applications and have them open, but you don't really want like I don't know, the whole desktop experience. You just kinda want more direct contact with the application. That's how I kinda think about it. I kinda like it about that. Uh, Fluxbox is for the chronically dissatisfied geek. Somebody who has to tinker with their system continually. FDWM's <laughs> like that, too. One of the big reasons to use Fluxbox is it's very low uh, resource-intensive. So you can put it on machines that are P2s and P3s and still have a decent experience. I ran I Fluxbox on a Pentium 1, and it ran like gold. I think I read somewhere that their their the RAM footprint of Fluxbox was like 100 megabytes uh, at at like the the maximum, you know. There you go. Yeah, I think I'm after, running it on a P3 uh, right here, 750 megahertz P3. Wow. Yeah, when I when I do oh, like I've a, got a 550 okay. Celeron that uh, comes to a complete crawl with Fluxbox on it. Runs great with XFCE. Yeah, there's something wrong with your system. Well, not really. Uh, I found a, I found XFCE runs great on it, so that's what I run. <laughs> you tell them, Ads. I love having choices. Amen to that. Simplicity for the user, people who like to customize their desktop, and, and low requirements for hardware. Very big reasons. Is that the top three? The chronically dissatisfied geek. Well, that's true. And no Put desktop him in the box. icons. Yeah, that's the best thing is no desktop icons. <laughs> I put it on just to learn about it. I mean, I'm new at this, and uh, it's a big learning experience. Yeah, you know one thing about that. I, that was It was one of my early uh, window managers as well, and you really get into that. The, you get into the realization that Linux is all plain text. You know, that for some reason, the... It's so direct in Fluxbox because you open up a menu config file and you enter your application 
that you want it to launch, you know, or, or show up in the menu. And then you save the file, you go back out to your little desktop, and you right-click, and voila, there's the application you just now added. I mean, it's just so cool. And that starts to trickle down into the rest of the system when you start to realize, oh, everything on my system is just a plain text file that I can open up and edit. And that's, that's the entire thing. It's kind of cool. It is, because, I mean, anybody can download GNOME, you know, like Ubuntu. To me, Ubuntu doesn't really teach you anything about Linux. I'm not going to get into that discussion <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, I agree, but I, I mean, that would take the show into a different direction entirely. Well, say, and for people that are running Ubuntu, you could just as easily go in and have to get Fluxbox and you know, restart X and choose it in your GDM and it's like a totally different experience. Yeah, I did that. And uh, also, I mean, I have uh, Mint running on one of these other boxes and I did it on that and liked the Mint setup better than the other one, so... I, I, I tend to uh, slightly disagree that running Fluxbox will... Uh, learn you more on the Unix platform than than running GNOME or KDE. Uh, but be fair, you're right in in a sense that if you run like Open Solaris or uh, I, I guess well no even even what, what does FreeBSD come with these these days or do you get to choose? You get to choose. Yeah. So I guess it depends. But for sure, you're going to get used to uh, configuring .config files faster with Fluxbox or OpenBox and, 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 and things that have the letter weight uh, Windows managers. might not be for the person who's just diving into it, though. It's probably better for the person who, uh, who got used to something easier and now wants to move forward, wouldn't you say? Yeah, or the person that likes well, to dive in head first. Yeah, yeah. Saying that person should run Fluxbox on top of uh, Flackware. There's exactly. a whole heap of config files then. Or Gentoo. Yeah. Well, just just so you know, I downloaded Slackware. I I got Slackware running, and Fluxbox will be on there next to try. Yeah, I mean the and thanks Fluxbox. to my. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Art. Continue. Well. I was just going to thank you for helping me get it set up in the oh, Slackware. You, you, you are welcome. Fluxbox is uh, is is not a desktop environment, just to be sure people understand that. It doesn't have the level of integration and features that GNOME or KDE do, but it's a very, un, like it was brought up before, very unintrusive window environment that is fast, elegant, and can really provide you with some nice little eye candy and configuration capabilities to set your desktop the way you would like to have it set up. Right, which hopefully is the reason why people are going away from the other place and, you know, coming to Linux because they want to configure their own desktop or they want to be able to change this and change that the way they want it. And even if you don't dig changing it, just knowing that you can, a lot of times, means the world. You know, when it comes to proprietary operating systems, you can't change it. it. And for the longest time, I ran Linux, and I didn't want to change anything. I just wanted 
it to run and wanted to get through my day, but just knowing that I could was incredibly awe-inspiring. Well, 3.30, it's just like you talking about going to the uh, Goodwill and finding old computers. I mean, that's the perfect thing. Well, I mean, I have five or six of them around me right now that I have all kinds of stuff on, and, you know, th- this is how you learn. And when you learn, you can teach somebody else how to do it, and that's how it all multiplies. Hey, and those computers aren't going to do well in a landfill, so dumpster dive to your heart's content. But if you're into that geeky kind of stuff, it's it's just to try out different window managers to deviate from the standard GNOME and KDE. It can be a, a fun and exciting experience because it's, I find it interesting to see how you can essentially provide the same functionality but in different ways. I mean, you have Fluxbox, which is very similar to Openbox and Blackbox, and then you have something like Windowmaker, which is very different, and FBWM, which is different, and Enlightenment, which is, you know, they're, they're just all interesting, unique ways to provide similar functionality. And to have that kind of flexibility is, is exciting and, and fun. And the reason we run Linux. Yes, sir. Oh, and fun is the key word there. Fun is fun is the key word, because why wouldn't, you know, if it's not fun, what's going to make you sit in front of this thing for, you know, three, four, five, six, I mean, lots of hours. 10, 15, 19. In my mind, choice is the, is the key word. Fun is cool, but uh, choice is the big thing. Because when you run Windows or when you run a Mac, you don't have a choice. Uh, you can still have fun. By God, I wish I still had my freaking games on Windows, and I wish uh, I, had, I had easier video editing on Mac. But choice is the real thing. I want to be able to customize my desktop to any which way I want, and I don't want a corporate entity to dictate that. Can I get an amen? Amen. John Good <laughs> Hallelujah. Well said. You should get a kiss. Snacky, give him a kiss. Oh, <laughs> give a kiss right on his slit. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> what? I'm beginning I'm to think that this is a useless conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richard. I agree. I have a question about your slit. <clears throat> now, what? Here, I, I'm wondering. Tell him what I'm, it I'm is, Dan. Tell him what I'm, it is. The slit is is the uh, the there's a correct word for it, and I want to make sure I get it right. The slit is the... It is the dock at the bottom. It's not the toolbar, so to speak, but it is the dock that, uh, for any application that could be dockable, dock apps, which were extremely popular under Windowmaker. I think Windowmaker was... Uh, Windowmaker, and there's another... There's another... Um, GNU Step was big on dock apps, if I'm not mistaken. You can dock applications. Has anybody used Fluxspace? What's Fluxspace? I don't know. It's an uh, advanced desktop functionality to pure Windows managers. I don't know. I just ran across it. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Never heard of it. Well, I'll see if I can put the link in the IRC. All right. Now, the, the toolbar, the the slit usually oh, rests okay. over the side of the toolbar. I was going to say the the flex base. You can add desktop icons, panels, um, dock app, start, start up, and some wallpaper management. Then you might as well use KDE, wouldn't you? If you want all that shit. Well, I mean... Yeah, you just build a desktop. Yeah, pretty much. But I would assume that it, it takes a lot less uh, resources than a full-fledged desktop manager. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take up less resources. And if if you're looking to have the functionality and the, uh, you know, kind of like the feature set of a quote-unquote desktop management then, I mean, that might be a way to go, especially if your system's really low on resources and you've got an older machine. I'm sorry for interrupting, Dan. Continue on. Oh, no, that, that's okay. Now I'm interested in flux space. Is there a... a where did you see this? It's on... It's on, on Fresh Meat. Uh, oh, on Fresh Meat. Is it linked yeah, it's on, on all Fresh off, the flex, off the Fluxbox website? Uh, I, I had it on... I had it on SourceForge is where I found it. That's essentially the same thing, isn't it? On FreshMeet, yeah, SourceForge link. Uh, yeah. I just well, put I, the link in the IRC. Anyway, what I was saying was down um, when you when you you have the options under the configuration where you can have uh, uh where is it? The slick what? menu. You what? Still talking about that? The, uh, what, what I, what slit. I, the slit? I want to talk about the slit because I don't understand it. All right, hold on one second. What I'm saying is under workspaces, you have an option for um, icons. You guys see that for people who are using crap? Where is it? It's not icons. Uh, uh, toolbar. No, I was working with this so many times, and now I can't find what exactly I'm looking for. Well, under workspaces is icons, and new workspace. No, that's... Where is it? Alright, if you go down to the workspace, and you right-click on the workspace, I think is where the option is. Uh, one of the options. dun dun dun, dun. I'm sorry for the people ah, okay. who are listening to this in their car. If you just crash into a bridge embankment, good for you. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. I'm sorry. Icon bar mode. That's what I'm looking for. Icon bar mode has uh, has different options. None icons, no icons, workspace icons, workspace no icons, uh, workspace. What I have set now is just workspace and... What I'm curious is, I, I've tried setting other things to, like, icons and workspace icons, but nothing appears for me, and I'm wondering if that's because my my panel is too... I've set it to be too small. Does that, does that work for any of you guys, having icons instead of application well, names I, on the workspace? Here, let me change it. Yes, no, maybe. Uh... No, that does not work for me. So I'm wondering what you need to do to get that to work properly. 
I could have sworn someone sent me a screenshot with where that was working. Monster B, was, did you not send me a screenshot or something with, with icons in, in there? So so I know what you guys are talking about. That, okay, see, I'm hearing myself talk. It's throwing me off. Um, you know where the clipboard is in, like, the K mixer? Is that the slit? Yeah, that's the slit. Any dockable app goes down to the slit. Yeah, that's, yeah, the slit. You will find it. The slit, by default, it's all the way over on the right. I'm talking about the uh, the workspace. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Master B, were you talking about down in the toolbar where the icons are? Yes. No, that's that's the that that's not the system the tray. Okay. That's the system tray. The the slit is generally it's located in in the center on the right hand side. By default it's hidden until you put a dock app essentially inside of it. Clarification for anyone who just joined in, we are not talking about a woman's anatomy, we are talking about Fluxbox. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. <laughs> so that would be something like you would put like like a CPU usage, uh, right? Like you can go to I think it's docapps.org, and there's various things you can get. In. You can get like um, C, uh, system monitors. You can get weather apps. Um, K power save wants to be like you know how you when you minimize K power save, it doesn't go down to the toolbar. It it goes into the over near the clock in the slit. Conversation does it as well. But that's the they're, they're telling me that's the uh, the system tray. That's not the slit. Um, it's, yeah, the, yeah, instead of the having the whole... Yeah, it's over, well, on mine, it's over near the clock. And you get just a tiny little icon. That's, but not all applications will do it. Gizmo will do it. If I was to now minimize, minimize Gizmo, it wouldn't go to the taskbar, it would go over to the slit, and all I would get is just one icon. K-PowerSave does it. You yeah. run K-PowerSave. Yeah, that's the system tray. The slit's a whole yeah. different thing. No, the, yeah. this, the slit is just that little bit, isn't it, where you get over there? No, oh, no, I don't know. I, no, it's completely separate from the, it's completely separate from the toolbar. Peter, okay, are you running it's not attached. Yeah. No. You run it right now. This is the easiest way to see what the slit is. Get okay. a, a, um, what distribution are you running? Arch? I'm on Here. Arch at the moment, yeah. Download Actually, um, you know what? any Windowmaker dock app and fire that up, and you will see exactly where the slit is. Before we get too crazy here, guys, can someone give me in English what a slit actually is? Well, well, it's when two people love went. each other very, hey. very much. All right, Chad, you know in KDE4, you have the uh, the panel at the bottom, and by default in the upper right hand you, know corner, what you on have is? that space <laughs> where, where you can put in, like, different little dock applications, or uh, what do they call them for um, KDE? Plasmoids. And, uh, plasmoids. You know where the plasmoids go by default? Yeah. That's essentially what the slit does. But you can dictate. Well, I'm, obvi here. obviously, I'm, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here. But you can dictate what goes in the slit um, in Fluxbox, whereas in Kitty, it's preset. No. Uh, I I don't know if you could really put anything but doc apps or something like GK Realm in this in the slit. Oh, that's just about it. 
Yeah, I just posted a, a screenshot in in the IRC for those of you that are on the call or anyone that's listening. Um, if you look in the screenshot in the center on the right hand side, that is what the slit is. Now, technically, I have a um, a system tray embedded into the slit, but that's where it generally would be located. It's just another section that you can drop different applications into. And not all applications will do it. Um, most of them, if you look at the do at documentation, they'll say, you know, if if they will. Most do not. But like, like Dan was saying, like apps for Window Maker or IceWM, um, anything like that, GK Realm 2, will allow you to put them into the slit so they're they're on your screen but they it can be auto hidden you can you can you know change the assortment and that kind of thing cool. that's what I want to know I didn't, what do you I didn't have running in the question. upper left there in the upper left on the screenshot yeah, the CPU. yeah. um that is a um what is that? That's a, a CPU or a basically a system system stat thing, kind of like Conky, that you could you could basically tell what you wanted to have in there. Yeah, how'd you get it up there? Is my question. Well, I kind of cheated. Um, this was back in say oh, no. 2001. This is actually a Windows machine that you're looking at. <laughs> oh, no. oh God, that's it! <laughs> Into the booby box. <laughs> I just got a flux box. I just felt my slick get flux box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I to be to be honest, I started with with there's a there's a uh, a black box clone for Windows called BB for Win. And there's all sorts of different, you know, offshoots, mods, whatever you want to call them, from that. Um, but it has the same exact functionality system setup that Blackbox um, or, or Fluxbox does. And a lot, of, a lot of like the, the the different themes or the styles that you see will translate back and forth to the different systems. And I generally don't. So how use would you anything. go about getting that? In in like Flexbox or Blackbox for a Linux or Unix system, yeah, they don't have it available. Uh. So what you're seeing on the Windows system is actually it's a it's a plugin that was. But if you want to pay one hundred and thirty five dollars, you can get Windows Seven, and I guarantee you'll be able to run it. <laughs> no, I can't because I don't have enough power in my machine to run it. And I'm not filling up the landfill just to buy Windows 7 now. Come on. I hear you. So the truth is that so Fluxbox runs on Windows. This is this is where we're coming to? Wait, wait. I'm getting confused now. No, ba the, the screenshot that I put up is... It's a, it's a black box clone for Windows. Oh. I put the screenshot up to show what the slit is. Oh, I'm sorry. If, I didn't if mean that makes sense. No, that's, that's cool. Sure wouldn't want to confuse things, would you? Yeah, why not? 
I'm bloody more confused now. Yeah, well, the slit is confusing, you know, because we're men, right? And all men find the slit confusing. It's bred into us, and every time you put slit on the screen, it's like, holy cripes, what are we supposed to do? Nobody understands what you're supposed to put in it. Nobody understands when you're supposed to put something in the slit. All we know is the slit is confusing. Someone should put him in the booby box for that. You, you're crossing the line, man. You're crossing the line. I'm not crossing the line. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Fluxbox. I, the, the thing that scared me about Fluxbox was two things. I didn't know how to configure my box, and the slit would not configure. <laughs> okay, get him out of there. <laughs> Immature bastards. Chad, I must say, you spoke well on that one. He's in the booby box. Good place for him. So should we bring up the fact that, the fact that uh, Fluxbox doesn't really tie you to either GTK or QTF, that you can mix them together and it'll all seem like one put-together system? You mean like every other desktop environment on Linux? Well, sometimes when you put QTFs and GNOME or... GTK apps and KDE, they get kind of wonky. But if you theme everything similarly, it should just run. I know Dave Yates complained about that a while back on a, on a lot of Linux links. Can anybody hear this? Listen. Ah, there it sounds like the nice fan again. There it is. Yep. You there, Dan? Yeah, I heard it. What was it? That was Dan. Dan in front of the fan. I just couldn't hear anything. Is it still there? Not now. My voice is going to kill me. Hold on. Can you hear it now? No. Okay. Now, what were you saying, 330? I couldn't hear a word you said. Uh, I was just talking about how with Fluxbox there aren't really too many predefined applications. So you can pretty much drop any app you want in there and it's going to seem like it fits because you don't have any preconceived notions of what should be there and what shouldn't. The only applications that come with it are the X apps, aren't they? That yeah. are there by default. Xcalc, X, Xterm, I think, is that built in when you install it? Uh, None yeah, of that's part so. of Fluxbox. That's part of X. X, yeah. But if you configure the menu, that's typically what you'll get if you just install Fluxbox and then do that. So, Snack Machine, are you going to uh, give us any tips on theming? Yeah, I like to theme mine with a towel and uh, rub it around my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have some themes, right, on on your website. You sure you didn't mute him? <laughs> no. That last one he just done bloody beautiful. Oh, mind you, I haven't seen a bad one that he's done, that's for sure. Yeah, his themes are fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. Too bad he wasn't here. Um, of course, if you do want to uh, customize Fluxbox, customize.org forward slash Fluxbox is a good place to go and start to look at style. What was the address? 
Um, it's customised.org forward slash Fluxbox. has a lot of styles and stuff over there. Cool. I didn't know about that site, Peter. Um, I may have learned it from Dave. When Dave, I think it was episode 63, he did customising Fluxbox a long time ago now. But if you go back and listen to that app, he, he's got a favourite uh, theme. And I did use it for a lot of time, uh, a lot of months, and it's really nice too. I can't remember what it's called. Another website is called bach-look.org. It's got a bunch of themes and backgrounds. And, um, and not that I would do this, because this sort of... If you're going to run Fluxbox, you shouldn't use things like this, but a lot of people put those, uh, the, the dock bars like, um, uh, W bar is a very popular one that looks nice when it's set up. It's just an application, application launcher, and like I said before, David Abbott did a really good podcast on how to set it up, and he's got all the files over on his site too, so if people are interested in customising their flux box, well, that's one place to look. Question for you, Monster B, or anybody else using Fluxbox. What what do you use uh, as an option to shut down your system without having to go back to the display manager, the GDM or KDM? I just I've, open up the terminal and type yeah. hold. <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> well, I, I, some, there? There's a couple options. I mean, there's, there's like little... Uh, I know there's an application called WM Shutdown, which will do a shutdown for you, but I was just wondering if anybody had something similar. No, I've been going back to the GDM and shutting it down. You can add a whole thing to your menu, can't you? You could, I guess, yeah. Um, you've just got to make sure you're part of the wheel group, I think. The last known Phil, the last known God, he did a really good um, how-to on setting up Openbox, I think. Uh, but a lot of that... Was it Openbox? No. Anyway... Yeah, it, it was yeah, Openbox. It's open box. Was it? Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I learned a lot of stuff about Fluxbox just reading through that, too, because a lot of the stuff was uh, pretty handy. Yeah, say I've got Openbox on the same system I have Fluxbox, but uh, I purposefully haven't configured it so that nothing runs by default. That way, when I'm having trouble focusing on one thing... I can go into a window manager that has absolutely nothing. So I'm yeah, I'm not watching the time or fiddling with this, that and the other. Little productivity tip. Although Peter, that's how you run Fluxbox, isn't it? You don't have a a panel or anything. Uh yeah, I've got the taskbar down the bottom, but I don't bother setting up a menu anymore. Uh last screenshot I saw was just a blank it was just a black square. Uh, well, I just have the auto, uh, that uh, bottom auto hide because, yeah, I very rarely use it. I, I've just gotten used to using the keys, you know, just sending things to different windows and obviously your control to flick through your workspaces and then send windows to different workspaces. You could don't even think about it. Since we're talking about minor configurations, should we talk about how to, uh, to add a picture as your wallpaper in case someone actually wanted to do it? Um, yeah. Well, that's what, just FB set background, but Monster B, what did you say you have to install to do it? Uh, it's e-term. called, yeah, E-Term. E-Term, yeah. 
once you install that, it's FB set background, then just the file you want to install have as your. And the other one is the, uh, what was it, root? The one we're mucking around with the other day? FB set root. Uh, set just root, sets like yeah. colors for your background. And you can do it yeah, I'm in the Fluxbox startup script. Yeah, in Fluxbox startup, they have that uh, settings. Yeah, there's actually there's a few ways you can do that. Um, hey, we can hear you now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened. My system decided to restart on me in the middle of the call. So, yeah, you can use as you guys were saying, you can use um, FC set root is one. Um, there's also FC set PD. Um, FC set root will allow you to set like basically ground or background colors. Um, you can set them as like a solid color. You can do gradients. Um, you do. There's there's another section or another option called a mod. Just essentially you have um, lines that that are in the, uh, in a grid. Um, you can yeah, set those. with that stacky with with the mod the XY. Is that the distance between the horizontal and vertical? What's the XY for in that? Yeah, that's a, that's the difference. Um, between the X and the Y axis as far as where the actual lines um yeah, so, uh, yeah distance and is that in pixels what's the XY like if you go uh, FB set root dash mod 7 base 12 is that 7 pixels horizontally and then 12 pixels vertically is that what the I, I would I would assume it's pixels um, I'm not really sure because there's all sorts of different type of measurements they could be using. Um, I've never actually looked to see what the actual measurement is. I've just, I know I've used it on occasion. Yeah, I suppose you just have a play around with it. And with that gradient you're talking about, there's um, eight different gradients people can use. Like uh, you can have cross diagonal, pipe cross, elliptical and rectangular and all that sort of stuff. It's pretty cool. You can get some nice patterns. If you're into that gay shit, <laughs> put it back in the box. That's the G man's call. Get rid of that Aussie. Oh. <laughs> and we've never uh, figured out what do we do if the sheriff is the one that's uh, being the boob? I think we should have a vote. Mutiny. Tough Mutiny. luck, buddy. Tough luck. Well, I'm the mayor of Booby Town, so I'll just take him out. <laughs> <laughs> what if the mayor's causing problems? That's too bad. Calling the mob. <laughs> so is there anything Fluxbox-wise we haven't covered? Because, as everyone can tell, I'm mildly retarded when it comes to Fluxbox. Wait, did I anyone mean, cover the slit? Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> Back Just in the box. Bad. Get in your coop. <laughs> I think the box has been... Thoroughly covered. I don't know, and unless unless you guys somewhat covered it when I jumped off the call there, um, did anybody go over like theming or styling, as it were? Not really, no. I'm so glad you didn't say styling your split. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dan asked you a question about theming. I must have missed that one. Did I? No, I did. Yeah, weren't you? All right. Sorry. Okay, well, would you mind repeating the question? It was a v very simple question. How do you theme and style Fluxbox? 
Um, <laughs> well, there's a there's a uh, directory in your in your Fluxbox uh, directory under your home called Styles. Um, there is a a system when you install Fluxbox. There's also generally um, a set of styles that are included by default. That are usually I don't know they might be in the user local share directory. I'm not sure exactly. Um, but essentially what styles are or how you style is all the R is a text file and then there's declarations for each individual element of a toolbar, of a window, your menu, um, the split. You can also do stuff with the background also, or at least you could in previous versions. I think they might have changed that. But all it is is a flat text file. Um, and there's, I've looked around, there, there are various um, tutorials on how to style um, Fluxbox. I was in the middle of writing one. I don't know if I actually finished it or not. Um, but it, it, goes in, it goes in depth, like what each option is, um, the different gradient types you can do. Because as Peter was saying, there's like eight different types of gradients that you can use, what each element is and that sort of thing. And then to, to select your what style uh, Flexbox is using, you right-click in your menu. There should be an option uh, under Flexbox and then Styles. And the, there will be a list of all the styles that are installed, the, the system ones and any ones that you may have installed in your own uh, style directory under your home. Yeah, I noticed on mine when I set the, uh, the background color, the next time I log in, it's it's it didn't save. Do I do I need to change like a configuration file to make it stick? Um, well, the, in in older versions of Flexbox, um, it used to work fine. What had happened is there used to be a option in the style files uh, for um, a, a section called root command. And essentially what root command was, was when the style file was loaded by Fluxbox, it would execute whatever was in that line. Now, generally you would use something like um, ftsetdt or ftsetroot, or I use, um, for instance, feh to, um, to set my wallpapers. You would use that to set your, your background colors, gradients, um, or whatever wallpaper you want to use. But what was happening is, I guess, some people were putting certain lines of code in there that would actually damage people's systems. Um, so what they did is they actually disabled that. Um, but there is a section under one of the config files to go in and change that. Yeah, you're probably talking about the overlay file. Yeah, I think it's, it's either overlay or, well, that, that, that's it, so the style can't do anything with the background. I'm thinking of... Right, so whatever theme goes into effect, uh, your settings in that file will override whatever theme is set. Right, that's what I'm thinking of. There's, there's a file under the, um, in your Fluxbox home directory called init, and the init has the actual flux box settings itself, like where certain things on the screen appear, that kind of thing. Um, 
there's an option in there for, I believe, the that route. I'm trying to see if I can find it. If it's not in there by default, it can be added. I don't know right what the line is right at the time. So you can set it to use a certain program to load the last background that was loaded automatically um, or to set a random one. Um, there's different options you can do. But that way it's, it's the user themselves setting it. It's not someone that's you know creating a style, putting it out there for people to download, and then no one actually looking at the style itself. I'm pretty sure we just covered why I don't run Fluxbox. Well, that's not necessarily just a Fluxbox thing. That's oh, <laughs> I guess I guess I like being able to just right click and put something on my desktop. Windows Seven, here I come. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's, it's actually in the in the internet file is session dot screen zero dot root command, and that's what you can set for your um for your background stuff. So now that we've scared everyone away from Flexbox, uh, why should people run it? Because it's freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Because ABH does, and that should be enough for anyone. (laughs) Wait, wait. So here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. If I wanted to try Flexbox tomorrow, right, I'm not running Flexbox. I'm running running Gnome. I'm running freaking Fedora 10-something. How can I try Flexbox? Let me answer this. Let me answer this. Chad, before we started this, I went and downloaded Fluxbox, and in three minutes, I was up and running Fluxbox. How did you do, how did you do that? I did sudo apt-get install Fluxbox. Done. Cool. So you're so you're running a Debian you're running a Debian-based distribution. So on Debian-based distributions, you can just do a sudo uh, apt-get install Fluxbox. And I would recommend that if anyone wants to be hardcore, they could try Arch Linux with Fluxbox, which is what our friend Chess Griffin has uh, has used and has loved. And what else? <laughs> they even have it. They even have it for Slackware. Doesn't Dumb Small Linux use it as uh, default? No, they switched to Joe's Window Manager. Ah, all right. They used to then. Are there any other distributions? I, I, they have a Fluxbox. And, Fluxbox Mint now that you can try, which I do not recommend whatsoever. What are there any other distributions straight out of the box that, that use Fluxbox so you don't have to uh, install? There was a there was a how about Flux Ubuntu. How about Fluxbuntu? Yeah, does that still exist? I think it does. Well, according according to the wiki in the wild, the Slacks the the Slacks CD will run it. Wolfix AntiX. Sabion, Papag Linux, and Elug, and Gpart Live. There we go. And it says Damn Small Linux. Oh, Damn Small Linux? They changed. Uh, it says Live CDs. Huh? This is on the fluxbuckwiki.org. That's good to know. Um, it looks like Fluxbuntu is a little behind. Uh, they're still testing uh, for Drake. Yeah, for Ubuntu 8.10, and 9.04 is experimental. There you go. Then you have Mint, right? Mint Mint has Fluxbox in it, too, now? Yeah, if you just go to yeah, just straight up Mint uh, site, they have the Flux version now. I mean, there's a lot of places you can get it. Yeah, I think yeah if you do install Fedora 
and and you want a lot of uh, styles, there's a package uh, of the Tenor styles, tenor.de slash styles. There's a package of over 300 of them in the repos. There's also two on the Fluxbox, wiki.org. I mean, you have in your subcategories, you got all your configuration, how-tos. There's a ton of how-tos on there if anybody has questions. You can always compile it yourself on the source. It's not that hard. That's the way real men do it, Chad. Yeah, well, you know, that's what I always do. I always compile my kernel and, and compile Fluxbox. The way you're supposed to do it is you go out to the package manager source forge and you download it from there. Your repository, <laughs> your distro's repository source forge. Absolutely. Right, 330? Uh, don't bring that up. <laughs> the rage will start again. That's why I stopped using uh, SUSE because I just couldn't handle the large repository on SourceForge. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say suppository? Uh, No, I'm trying to keep it clean, Chad. You could try to put a suppository in the slit, but I don't know if it'll fit. (laughs) I did not say that. (laughs) Oh, come on. Now, you know what else you could say? Like what we said before, don't try and finger the slit. Dan, if I get muted, I'm a Come on. I was trying to be good. Well, actually, you should probably have a lot of the finger capabilities disabled for security purposes. <laughs> oh, you my God. Different name. Getting him out of there. <laughs> These bikes are trouble. What? They're honest commands. <laughs> Touch oh. isn't that bad. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Oh, Which one, G. Lindsay? Both of them? <laughs> wait, 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 what both of them. them. I didn't say Man. What about Zoke, too? <laughs> what is Zoke, you? I'm sick of him. He didn't do anything. What did he do? <laughs> Since when did he have to do anything? <laughs> He's just pissed off that my forefathers sent his forefathers over to Australia. <laughs> yeah, you finally worked it out. Hey, here's a question. <laughs> In the uh, toolbar menu, what is the alpha thing? It's set that's your, to... That's your transparency stuff. Oh. Ah. Well, I changed it and nothing happened. You might have to install the comp manager. Yeah. Right, here's another question I've been fighting with. When you, uh, when you edit the clock format, what does all of that crap mean? Well, that's the same as the date stuff in your terminal, isn't it? Exactly the same. Yep, you have to go look at the man page and look at the percent, whatever, and ah, then okay. you have to it. All I wanted was a 12-hour clock. Well, if you so right-click you on the on clock, you hours. can click between 24 and 12 hours. Mine's set to 12 hours, but it's still 24. What have you got in your... If you go to edit your clock format, like percent, percent K, colon, percent M... Capital M? Uh, yeah, it's capital M. What happened to Klaatu? I'm chilling. Oh. Yeah, Klaatu, did we not cover something that we should have? Not that I can think of. Well, I think the only thing we didn't say, you can have uh, Persuado transparency, which isn't real, I take it. Or right, you I mean, can it's not like hardware accelerated or whatever. 
Yeah, that's right. Or or you can install X Comp Manager, which I just had to ask Jay Lynchy what it was because I'd forgotten. Yeah. And then you can do real transparency. Yeah, which that's is what using, I had done before. Yeah, the hardware acceleration in your video card. I mean, I used to dig the transparency, but after a while it just kind of gets kind of old for me. I don't even bother with it anymore. Well, I think that's the way I find a full desktop environment now. That's why I like Fluxbox so much. It's, it just does the job and it does nothing more than what you want it to do. Whereas KDE and GNOME, I just don't need any of that stuff anymore. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, as much as I like Snacky Screenshot, and I'll use his um, wallpaper for a couple of days, I'll get sick of it and I'll go back to just a black one. How often do you sit and look at your wallpaper? All the time. Mine's hilarious. Mine says, make awkward advances to women, not war. I'll tell you one thing with Fluxbox. When I start uh, Myth TV, it becomes the wallpaper, and then you work over the top of it. So I usually have the news or something going as the wallpaper. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, I think I'll put screenshots of that on... Uh, oh, no, I haven't on YouTube or on Photobucket. I have a question. If you right-click on the toolbar, there's an option that says on head. What does that mean? Which monitor you want the thing to be on? Oh! God's sake, Dan. I suck. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> What's maximize over mean? It means when your window maximizes, it can go over the bar. Yeah. Instead of stopping. Okay. Since you're on a roll, what does iconify mean? Highlighted window becomes an icon on your desktop. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it says iconify. Yeah, but I clicked on it before and nothing happened. Tell them you didn't have nothing with an icon. Yeah. Now you're the sheriff, it's gone to your head. <laughs> you guys prefer to uh, make your own menu over generating one? Yeah. I barely even use a menu, so I don't even bother with it. Uh, I exactly do everything did. from FB Run. Guess what I just did? I generated a menu while we're sitting here. It's pretty cool. Not that I'll use it. Say, I don't know if this is a, an Ubuntu thing, but when I installed Fluxbox, the menu was pretty well set up the way I would set it up if I was doing it myself anyway. I think that's kind of an Ubuntu thing. I, I gather there must be some little little app out there that, that does auto-generating menus for Fluxbox, but like on certain systems, it just doesn't do that right away. Um, Ubuntu doesn't come with Fluxbox Generate menu anymore. It used to. Uh, you actually have to go and find the tarball and, and um, do it. I had to muck around with Ubuntu for a while. And, well, with Arch, it was built in. Slackware, I think it was built in. Yeah, Slackware is built in. Yeah. It was the one that I did. It was not. It didn't auto-generate anything. There's also a, uh, an application called Menu Maker. That is kind of like an, a universal builder for GNOME, KDE, Flexbox, Openbox, Blackbox. It does them all. I don't know what all what all systems it's available for. If it's not for, you know, whatever distro you're running, um, I'm sure you could you could find the package and, and compile it. It wouldn't be that much, but I know I know I have it installed on my Arch machine. Yeah, there's another one called uh, Fluxbox XDG Menu, and I like it better. Uh, it seems to, to make a cleaner menu than the other one does. Uh, it, it's laid out in a similar manner that you would find in other uh, window managers. 
Are you guys still there? Yeah. Wow. I heard a bunch of noise, and I didn't hear nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost out of time, so... No! We got to play with my sled. We got some feedback from last week. And it'll probably be our last good feedback after this utter disaster. Um, Why was it a disaster? Oh, jeez. The noise? Nobody no, in the chat room liked it. All they did was complain. They liked it. They'll like it even better after you edit it. Alright, listener feedback. Our first listener feedback is from Bob Belk. He writes in, just wanted to drop you a note to say that I like the format and content of the new show. Keep it up, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Our second feedback is from Subgenius D. Hey there, Monster B. Right out of the gate, another nice Monster B podcast project. Amusing and informative with many of the usual suspects. Peter64 is a hoot as usual, and I hope next time you can actually get into the discussion of video editing he mentioned. And uh, he also sent in a few links. Since Art talked about command line foo, he sent in a a couple more that are similar. Uh, I'll put these in the show notes. Uh, The first one is shellfoo.org. Well, actually, it's shell-foo.org. The second one is blog.commandlinekongfu.com Alright, pretty cool. Thanks, uh, Subgenius D. And I just got another email in from Daily Day. It says, uh, You mentioned in your first episode a link that could paste the results of LSPCI-N and it would tell you which module to load. You said the link would be in the show notes, but I can't find it. Um, thanks, and keep the show coming. It's great daily. Um, I have to look into that. Check the show notes again. I'll, I'll try to get something in there for you in the uh, first episode's uh, show notes. All right. That was pretty cool. We got three feedbacks. and Because uh, I made a mistake on our last episode and said that the uh, email address was... It wasn't right. It's actually feedback at titradio.info. All right, once again, thanks for the feedback. Our next show will be on June 13th at 11 p.m. on DDP Hack Radio. And you can chat with us over at irc.freenode.net hash Cranks, And we use that chat room during the show. And, uh, oh, and... Also, the uh, Southeast Linux Fest is on June 13th, and you can find some more information over at uh, southeastlinuxfest.org. And uh, looks like this is going to wrap up the show. I'm going to play us out with a song. Let me find it real quick. It's the OpenBSD 4.5 release song called Games. And uh, I've never tried OpenBSD. I always wanted to. I think I tried, like, every BSD flavor out there and probably my favorite so far is uh, FreeBSD but I'm definitely going to check out OpenBSD I mean just their artwork and everything's really neat over there Um, well here's the song and I'll put the link in the show notes and I'll talk to everybody next time and uh, thanks for joining me bye 
say is. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Microsoft is too, but this is nothing new. With SAPI, this MS mess of corporate tangles and angles. It what can be straightforward? Lost connections, lost my mind. Such a waste of time. Caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.